0: I have my guest, John Hart, on the uh, air, and I want to get to conversation because uh, it's going to be interesting. A former GOP strategist and current co-founder of C3 Action, a conservative coalition for climate solutions uh, that could work. So saving the planet and cleaning the planet and having a greener life is possible, but we don't have to literally give away the farm to get there. John Hart, thank you very much for talking with us. Can we go green
1: without going broke? You said, Mike. Absolutely. Well, Mike, it's important to note that, you know, President Reagan figured this out 40 years ago. So I'll just, just to be forthright about my background, is like, I work for a very conservative senator for over a decade, Senator Tom Coburn. Um, and I'm, I'm a constitutional conservative. I believe in less government, lower taxes, less regulation, property rights. I actually own a farm. I've got 62 acres that I farm, about an hour outside of DC. You sound like a libertarian. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think I think I hopefully I sound more well like the founding father. That's my Well, there my goal, you go. That they were all, they all believe in less government. They're awesome all yeah. farmers. So we need we need a lot more of that. Um, but but I think what what Reagan figured out is that in the height of the Cold War, one of the arguments they made that's been kind of lost to history is that if we could promote economic freedom. <clears throat> then we can defeat totalitarianism. We can defeat authoritarianism. So the big divide in the world, and also, frankly in America as well, it isn't necessarily between the Republicans and Democrats. It's between this idea of freedom versus authoritarianism, kind of a bottom-up versus top-down way of uh, trying to solve problems. And we did a, a tremendous study that a guy named Nick Loris wrote. Nick, Nick we were fortunate to hire from the Heritage Foundation. He, he did the energy environment portfolio there for over a decade. And in the paper we put out, which is really the foundation of how we think about this this topic, is free economies are clean economies. We What we did is we looked at, we did an over, overlay, if you will, of the Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom, in other words, the countries that are most free. And then we compared that to something called the Yale Environmental Performance Index, so the countries that are the cleanest. And guess what we found? We found that countries that... Embraced economic freedom are twice as clean as countries that don't. So I, I think in, so in the conversation about the environment, about climate, uh, it's been highly polarized and, and, frankly, kind of weird for about thirty years, where Al Gore took took charge of the conversation. And I think the, the people that I interact with a lot, where you know, and where I live, and just and, you know, work with, I move in and out of rural and kind of urban America every day. And people who are very conservative are also—they uh, take stewardship very seriously. They care about leaving the planet better off than we found it, but we just don't believe in big government solutions because they don't work. They're not—they're not effective, right. and that's—that's that's really what our poll discovered very, very clearly is that the the left's top-down authoritarian approach of just more regulation, you know, all, you know, pass the Green New Deal, put all the burden on American consumers that. Not only will it not work; it's not it's not popular, and it's very unpopular among Democrats. So, so the whole conversation is open to a big pivot, and that's what we're trying to trying to accomplish.
0: I read part of a study, and maybe you wrote it <laughs> uh, earlier this week or late last week, that talked about the if the United States stopped all of its efforts to clean the planet's air, uh, the 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 world would not notice. Uh, a tick in yeah. in 10 years 20 years the world would still be in the same situation because apparently we're the only country who's actually doing anything
1: substantive about uh, the air and the water that's right that's right that that's that's true. actually okay. Nick Loris probably wrote that Nick, Nick who we hired, when he was in heritage he did a he did a study that showed the green if if we enact the Green New Deal, it would have like 0.0002 percent impact yeah. on global temperatures. Well, and why is it again, that the
0: Greenies, the, you know, the, the, those uh, just nutballs, AOC and the others who want to enact the full boat Green New Deal, don't are, are so out of spa out of step with other Democrats, uh, Democrats who support all of the above fracking and nuclear energy yeah, and fossil yeah. fuels they they all want an affordable life and a nice 401k too can we have all of yeah. the above and still have a clean clean air and clean water
1: yeah absolutely just just a, a quick fact point on the all of the above what the, we're just so people understand what that means that means that all of the above energy strategy means we yes cleaner energy is is fantastic you know, yeah. solar, wind, uh, nuclear is great. That you know, the left hates nuclear energy, but sixty-eight percent of Democrats support it. But more importantly, seventy-one percent of Democrats like this all of the above strategy, which again includes renewable, nuclear, and also fossil fuels. So the reason the United States actually has been a leader in reducing global emissions because of something called the fracking revolution, where we had cleaner burning uh, uh, natural gas. And that enabled us to to be less reliant on dirtier forms of energy. And in Europe, Europe is is a very tragic, cautionary tale, because what happened in Western Europe is they – the politicians in countries like Germany said, oh, we're going to go green, we're going to go all renewable. But they played a shell game, so they lied to their own voters and said, "Okay, we're all – we're going to be renewable. But what they were doing at the same time was buying – Russian natural gas. So they weren't really reducing emissions. They were just reducing where the emissions were produced, or they right. were changing where the emissions were produced. And then, of course, that empowered Putin, that it, it emboldened him, and, and now we're suffering the consequences of well, that. And I, and I think Europe, to, to a large degree, has woken up. The Biden administration hasn't quite woken up yet.
0: The, uh, I read, tell me if I'm wrong, that uh, Germany has abandoned uh, many—I don't know if all, but many of those uh, green New Deal energy sources—and
1: gone back to coal. That's right, they have, and because they they've lurched back to to for, you know, forms of energy that aren't as clean, because they didn't, they weren't honest with their own voters, and and again, the the way it, what's important for folks to understand is that if you really believe in clean energy, if you want if you want the world to innovate and grow. You've got to have uh, economic freedom. In other words, where you, you don't have the government trying to dictate what a market does. And it, 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 the answer is innovation, not regulation. Right. You know, oh, it, oh, man. Solutions come from labs, not from legislators.
0: John, I am way past, but uh, I appreciate. Uh, uh, John is going to John Hart, a former GOP strategist and current co founder of C3 Action, a conservative coalition of climate solution action and a guy who firmly believes and can prove it. We can go green without going broke. Uh, John, thank you very much for talking with me this morning. Let's do it again. Let's continue the conversation tomorrow. And I say that with confidence because he already agreed to do that. So more tomorrow.